0: Hello dear listeners, Andy here, one half of Earth to Linda, you know me as Earth. Uh, This episode, just heads up, does have some audio problems, I don't know what happened, but it got all kind of crunchy and robotic, Uh, it's pretty annoying to listen to, I'm not going to lie. So uh, if you don't make it through all the way to the very end, uh, I just wanted to let you know that we do announce at the end that we are trying to turn Earth to Linda into an advice podcast. Uh, it's a unique idea. No one else has ever done it before. So, if you have any questions you'd like advice from Linda or I on, uh, send them along via email to mail at earthtolinda and uh, maybe you'll be on the show. So, uh, if you can, if you can tolerate it, enjoy this episode.
1: Hello, Andy. Why, hello, Linda very, very, very rainy day. It is a terrible day. Yeah. I saw no
0: sunlight today, I feel like. Just didn't, didn't get to see any. I mean, I got some diffuse sunlight through the clouds, I guess, but it felt like there was no sun. It felt like it was nighttime all day.
1: I know. It's dumb.
0: So dumb. Are we going to talk about your figure-out episode? Because I have lots of questions.
1: <laughs> yes, let's talk about it. Let's get so, into
0: it. So, for the listener's benefit, you were on an episode of Figured Out. Circle when?
1: When was this recorded? 1998.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious. 1998. Yeah. Uh, you got dunked on by Lori Beth Denberg. She just <laughs> uh, yeah a shot. Her, like, first guess out of nowhere was like, did you collect a bunch of shark teeth?
1: Yeah, it was just like, boom, boom, boom. I remember my heart dropping and me being so like scared and sad and like uh, uh, I
0: was okay. going to say how much of this do you actually remember? Do you remember this happening fully?
1: Uh yes and no. Um I I experienced for the first time in my life um what some people call like what is it, stage blindness um or like loss of it's like memory loss. <laughs> basically you You can't remember the memory
0: loss term for your memory loss your experience
1: (laughs) isn't that great but yeah basically like while i was up there i remember just absolutely nothing and then all of a sudden someone being like and i'm like "Ah, what and i clearly they've been calling my name like several times and i was just kind of staring off into the bleachers at the live audience that they had there like just completely perplexed and like n- out of body uh so it wasn't like i was like nervous and shaking or anything it was more just like so much to take in for a little kid who like lives in georgia god
0: yeah, it really seemed like it was a lot
1: yeah it really was i have no
0: recollection so of ever terrifying. watching that show like i i vaguely recognize the name of the show but i don't remember that format at all i don't think i ever watched it as a kid
1: yeah i watched it a lot Um, enough that you
0: applied to be on it
1: yeah well so my mom had this collection of shark teeth from like her her and her grandparents would like go to the beach and collect them and then it was just like this tradition that we would do that with our grandparents they lived in this part of the gulf coast of florida that just for some reason they were like hella shark teeth um and so we go for walks and just pick them up, and boom, boom, boom. Before you know it, you got, like, jars and jars full of the thing. Um, so, yeah, my mom was on the TV show with the ki- with the shark teeth when she was a kid. And she, like, I was watching Figure It Out once, and I remember they had the commercial that's like, do you have a cool collection or a bun talent? <laughs> Like, send your letters to this. I think she sent, like, a picture of her being on a show with the shark teeth and said, like, and now my daughter has it. And so, yeah.
0: That was the other thing is you got kind of of burned a little bit by the other host. I don't don't remember her name, who uh, at the end they were like, oh, yeah, like what's the story behind this collection? You were like, well, you know, it's my grandparents. and Like, my mom had it. But he was like, <laughs> oh, cool. So you had, like, a head start. I mean, it's still so cool that you, like, did it. And, like, I'm sure you, like, worked really hard and stuff. Yeah. We, <laughs> she basically was like, yeah, okay, gotcha. It's not your collection. Fine.
1: Right. And so what's funny is that, like, my mom sent in, like, the whole story about the family. Like, the family has this big collection. And so you get there and they've already like written up your episode and they've already like written down what your clue thing is and so i remember that like the clue was that like i collected all of them and, yeah. I remember, and my mom was like but that's a lie <laughs> you
0: <know>? and you <laughs> and got so, away with it too
1: <laughs> yeah and i was uncomfortable with that because i was like they're gonna think i'm lying but Whatever they're like, we don't care, kid. We just need to like film this TV show in less than forty-five minutes.
0: Like, look, we gotta off. sell some creepy crawler ads, and uh, we yeah. need something to put against a creepy crawler ad.
1: Exactly. Like, yeah, you're over. You are over-taking it.
0: My uh, my biggest response after watching it was just that it really. First of all, like, at least this episode, you and the other kid that was on it, like, to your point, you're like barely there. You're like basically set dressing. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like I, I kind of assumed that. All these kind of programs that like Nick makes like by kids for kids like the whole point of like putting a kid in the show is that the kid theoretically gets to like empathize with the other children they see on the television right like I'm like yeah. that therefore this show is more meaningful to me than if I was just watching Frasier or something but mm-hmm. but you barely spoke you nor know, did the other kid like you kind of just stand there and uh and Summer Sanders kind of uh, yes. walks you through the whole thing and it felt like there was no way that a kid watching at home would be like would see themselves in the kids in the show
1: (laughs) yeah exactly and i just oh it was it was just i don't even really think that i remembered feeling scared when i was younger either like only as an adult do i see that so after the filming i went back to school and my episode didn't air for like six months so this is what sucked is that like i filmed it when it was cool to be on figure it out But then by the time it came out, it was, like, the very end of fifth grade, and it wasn't cool anymore.
0: Jumped the shark, and everyone was, like, smoking weed and giving each other hand jobs, and you're like, I (laughs) was want to figure it out.
1: And they're like, loser. Exactly. And so I was, like, kind of mortified at that point, and I just, like, wouldn't even watch it. And um, I was, like, so embarrassed because there were a few parts where, like, they asked me a question and I answered wrong just because I'm like, I don't... No, like what are you technically asking like are you asking if that's the the phrase or are you asking if it's a thing oh it was just so terrifying but yeah like when I was younger I just looked back on it, it was like oh that's embarrassing that I was on this thing but kids were some kids were still like oh that's so cool that's so cool. That's
0: I mean I, th- I think it's cool and I'm 31 years old I think it's cool <laughs>
1: yeah so I don't know it's just funny uh
0: the other thing I was struck by was that in addition to not really feeling like you could ever see yourself in the in the children characters on the show, not characters, I guess they're just themselves, no the one's playing a character, uh, it also felt like a really just kind of a terrible environment to stick a kid into. Like, you're in a competition, and there's prizes on the line, and they're kind of, you know, the prizes are whatever, and it's kind of clear this is just yeah. used to give away prizes to kids, but still, like, I assume there are episodes where the kid loses in round one, and then get some kind of like consolation and it's like this really weird kind of intense, competitive, like capitalist environment to just be like, all right, kid, go out there and give some clues to these Nickelodeon celebrities and, uh, right. and find out at the end if your family gets to go to the Bahamas or not.
1: Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, Christmas story. Yes. Have you watched that? I have of, watched like- Christmas story. <laughs> The way that they are just, like, shepherding the kids through the Santa Claus line, and the elf just, like, picks the kid up and puts him on Santa's lap, and he's just like, shut up, kid. Like, it's supposed to be this really magical thing where you're like, he's been thinking about it all day, and he can't wait, and he's been rehearsing. But then you get there, and it's just like, like, you (laughs) are cattle. Just do it. Don't ask questions. It's not the magical thing you're thinking of. Like, I liken it to that. And then it's kind
0: of bleak to me to think about all the kids and, like, you know, teenagers, like the celebrities were all, like, you know, in their late teens, maybe early 20s, uh, like, basically being put through this weird ringer so that, like, Nickelodeon executives can, like, line in their pockets. Like, it was a really strange, I had a strange experience watching it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing.
0: Go out there, kid. Stay in there while... Summer Sanders walks <laughs> you through this lady. everything and like basically like puts her hand up your ass and uses you do, like a puppet. Uh and then Yeah, yeah. she
1: was like death gripping my shoulders. Yeah.
0: She seemed she seemed uh, touchy. I was gonna say that too, but then I don't let yeah.
1: it Yeah. That was weird, but I'm sure she's just like pushing kids around all day long.
0: She just <laughs> Summer Sanders is just basically a child wrangler.
1: I know. A child puppeteer. I'm gonna turn off my wi fi and see if I lose you. Did I lose you?
0: No, you didn't. You'll never lose me, Linda.
1: Oh, yeah, me. Oh, Linda.
0: Do you remember going to the Bahamas? Did you go to the Bahamas? Do you remember that trip?
1: We did. Yeah.
0: Do you remember what it was like? Was it, was it like weird in this like resort kind of thing? Or was it like a nice vacation?
1: Yeah. I'm keeping my groceries up out of the rain really quickly. Uh, so what they actually did is they only paid for um two... Of our trip two tickets?
0: Wait, what? So the idea is they pay for the kid and like one guardian?
1: And, guard- yeah. and a guardian. Yeah.
0: And um I know. I'm writing a letter to Sanders.
1: <laughs> and my family was like not well off. So I remember my mom at first trying to figure out like what we could do with these tickets. Like, are we gonna even are any of us gonna be able to go and what do we do? Um and we ended up making it work out somehow. Um, but then, like, I remember the Bahamas, and I remember it just being kind of weird, and there are these, like, old limousines that people were using as taxis there. And so I was like, it was this really exciting thing one day that we got to go on a limo ride, but it was seriously, like, the world's most dank limo that had just been gutted and falling apart and we were just like on some like deserted beach road and then like our hotel had this like music night and so me and my sister were like oh we want to go down and we want to like play with music and stuff so we we're like dancing and stuff and like these older men were like coming up and hitting on us and we were like 11 what? yeah and I remember like my parents left us alone for like 20 minutes not even and uh like some older men started talking to us. My dad came over and was just like, we're going to our room. <laughs> and that was like... When you say
0: older men, well, I mean, not that any age is acceptable, but I'm just curious. Are we talking like
1: 18 like, year so olds? The, or are we talking like 40 know. year olds? Like, I feel like I can picture them. They're probably like in their early twenties or like teens. Yeah. Good. But, men are terrible. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like they were, like, trying to pick us up, like, for sure.
0: And that's <laughs> disturbing.
1: Yeah, but, like, disturbing enough that I look back on that, and mm-hmm. it's, like, my only takeaway from that trip to the Bahamas. <laughs> so that's kind of a dark turn uh, from this uh, figure-it-out story that I've actually never mentioned to anyone. I wonder if my sister even remembers. I should ask her.
0: She's older, or, right? Yeah,
1: she's two years older than me.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: i think we finally went when i was like 12 or something like we, we didn't go on the trip for a long time
0: after it aired is when you went on the trip
1: yeah yeah like a long like maybe a whole year after it aired
0: well that's cool linda yeah did you have a lot of tv shows you dreamt about being on when you were a kid
1: uh not really i remember being really excited about being on figure it out but I didn't want to do anything that required like physical skill. Like, okay, so I just did a show where I had to sit there and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine being on like Global Guts where they had to like right, Legends of the run. Hidden. Yeah. Where you have to like do activities and physical beats. And I mean, I couldn't really like be present as a human and <laughs> respond to basic questions. Much less Like, do an obstacle course.
0: I think it's very cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, Be cool, be cool. What are you looking at right now, Andy? What am I looking at? Yeah, are you looking at the internet?
0: No, same thing I'm always looking at, which is the waveforms of our recording to make sure that nothing happens.
1: Oh, nice. Just
0: stare at it. It's like a third of a a second delay, like a half a second delay between speaking and the things appearing oh yeah interesting it's not interesting Interesting. you don't have to say it's interesting Um, i from the past when i got a little bit older i desperately i don't have any recollection of ever really liking these like nickelodeon shows we're talking about i didn't watch actually very much tv when i was a kid kid uh like i started watching more as i got to like middle school and high school and stuff that's why i started playing a lot of video games but like before that like I like to be outside. I like to play with Legos. I like to like run around the neighborhood. Like I wasn't really kind of sitting on a chair just watching television. Um, But when I got a little bit older uh, in high school, I had this fantasy where I wanted to be on the MTV show Made. I'm sure you've seen Made at some point. Yes. Uh, Yeah, and I wanted to be made. Man, I forgot about that show. I know. I wanted to be made into uh, a guy that does parkour.
1: Wow,
0: this is the best way to describe uh, what a a sad little dork I was in high school is I was like, it would be so cool if I was made into a parkour guy. Uh, And I remember on like my AOL dial up, like looking up the application form to be on made, and just like the first application form was just like 30 or 40 pages with like all these essay questions and shit. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I never finished it and sent it in. I think I just like looked at it and was like too long. I Guess I won't do that. Uh, but I thought it'd be such a good episode because first of all, I'm gonna hurt the shit out of myself trying to learn how to do parkour. <laughs> There's no way I'm not gonna fall off buildings. You know, right. trying to do a backflip you know into my younger? head.
1: Hmm? When you were younger, did you know that, or, or did you have like the arrogance of? A young boy who's like just imagining that. No, I'm gonna be so good at it. Oh no! I remember
0: thinking and like saying to my friends, like, I bet if I put this application and they'll take it because I would hurt myself real bad and that'd be hilarious. Oh, uh, funny. Now I had the I had the arrogance to think that uh, even if I fell off a building, I would be fine. Like I would get hurt, but yeah. I would you know heal or whatever. Where now, where I currently sit at 31, I'm like, I hope I don't stub my toe and my foot hurts for the rest of my life because it never <laughs> heals quite right. You know. Now I'm afraid of everything having permanent ramifications. But, uh, but yeah, I wanted to be made into a parkour guy. I thought it was, like, the coolest thing. This is when parkour was just kind of, like, just on the scene. Now, now yeah. you've got all these YouTubers and stuff with their drones and shit. There's all kinds of parkour channels out there. But, like, I remember, like, finding out it existed and, like, telling my friends, and you're like, have you ever heard of parkour? It's, like, city running and you, like, jump and <laughs> off the of walls and, like, you know, run around the city.
1: Oh, my God. That was my fantasy. Never I'm did it. A
0: never been on time i love it i remember that show i remember
1: how like inspiring it was and it made me wonder if i could do other things but then i never you know all things
0: considered it seems i mean i haven't i have not watched in forever i have no idea how it holds up but like the concept of the show like in theory is like a pretty great idea like yeah teaching kids that they can be whatever they want to be and like you know providing resources to them to like get good at something they want to get good at like great yeah TV. it's probably one of the best things you ever did in terms of like overall impact on people's lives in in regards to making your television shows
1: exactly and i, I think that i'm remembering correctly that like the uh catalyst was never like rooted in like shame or like because uh, i feel like there's the biggest loser which is just like body shaming people right um or don't be
0: fat at know? all costs being fat's the worst thing you can be right yeah
1: I remember once there was also um one of those like addict shows where they like send people to rehab. And, I've um, never
0: seen any of these.
1: And I watched an episode where like, there was a girl who was just like, I don't know, like 120 pounds or something. And she like counted her calories and like the family like wanted to send, they like had an intervention and like sent her to rehab because she counted calories. And they were like, you have an eating huh? disorder. Yeah, it was like they have had like, people on that show who have like severe eating disorders. And it was just so weird. Like, why traumatize this person and like put them Anybody on the Anybody can TV count show. calories. That's like a thing people yeah. do
0: just to be conscious about what they're eating. Doesn't matter how big you are. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was really weird. Huh. Anyway. Tell you're uh, creepy. Andy, I'm going to get a motherfucking dog.
0: Is, is it officially happening?
1: Okay, so the, the pup date is it is officially happening. I have. <laughs> uh, and what's exciting is that my little pup pup, um, so it's, I, I went with the fancy like designer breed dog. Uh, I did. Like, and a surprising, yeah, and it's a surprising turn of events. I ended up finding this breeder in Connecticut who does like one litter at a time, and they're very responsible, and they have all the right seals and whatever. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> all, all kinds of badges on their website. There's so many them, badges. Them, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of little badges.
1: I read, I did Next. a lot of reading of documentation to try to make myself feel less guilty. Um, and so i called my sister while i was doing this to make holiday plans and it turns out that she's been wanting a dog too and has been looking to get a dog for her kid and um so she's gonna get a dog from the same litter
0: oh my god so our
1: puppies are gonna be brothers that's the
0: cutest thing i've ever heard in my entire life i know i can't handle it
1: it's very exciting
0: so what uh, did you like? Put your name on a wait list. Is this going to happen like in the summer? Like wait, 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 To give me time. Happening. Time.
1: Okay, I get to meet my doggy this week. That's so soon. I know. So this woman was like, "This is this is doggy, does doggy already
0: exists corporeally. Really? This dog has been born. Yeah,
1: this dog is in the world. It is breathing, and um, so the. The woman who does the breeding or whatever, she said that there are, like, people who've been on this wait list and talk, and since August. And Right, yeah, most of
0: my friends that have gone through a breeder, it's like, yeah, you get on a list and you wait six to nine months because yeah. you always have a backlog.
1: Yeah, and she doesn't have, like, a huge Instagram following, and she... I don't know. She's just been like so incredibly professional and like. Oh, and I never thought about how Instagram
0: must be for all dog breeders now. That's like. Oh
1: my god. That's like I know it's everything.
0: Perfect pairing of a social media platform to a business model.
1: <laughs> totally. What's like, your business model? I
0: sell extremely cute puppies. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna
1: be fine. <laughs> yeah, I but, think um, you can
0: figure out a social media strategy there, because some yeah. to work with.
1: So basically, they you like pick a gender, but other than that, they assign uh the dog to you so there were like two male puppies left that hadn't been accounted or that hadn't been like found homes for yet and so I me and my sister both like made a deposit like made it official and uh this week they do a personality test with all of the dogs and they tell you which dog is right for you based on your lifestyle and what you have going on at home. Because like some dogs like just need to be around other dogs, or some right. might be better with children than others and stuff like that.
0: Right. And they think they figure um, that when the dog's like a puppy.
1: Yeah, I guess. Huh. There's like a name for it that I can't remember right now. Wait, so what, what is it's the breed? It's a miniature labradoodle.
0: Mini Labradoodle.
1: Yep.
0: It's My, gonna uh, be like
1: twenty five pounds and not gonna
0: shed very much uh, we have uh we have some friends with a labradoodle that uh is one of the most energetic dogs i've ever known in my entire life so we'll see if uh if the trend follows really for, for your puppy yeah
1: the labradoodle is
0: yeah if you were oh, on my instagram you might have seen him briefly uh his name is murphy he was i posted a video of him yesterday because i was at the holiday party he's a beautiful dog, oh, nice. very nice very friendly wow, this it. is so exciting i know so I'm, I'm like, uh, you, you said you had like some guilt about the about the the breeder thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I had like three rescues when I was in Atlanta, and so I don't know. In my head, I was always one of those people who like would get really mad at people for not rescuing dogs and like mm-hmm. for for going this whole route. But I also think I didn't know very much about it. I think I had never really done the research myself, and just associated like. All of it with puppy mills, and I kind of had the idea of like, right. I, or I thought about it the same way uh, that you think about like adopting a baby. Like, at the time, That's wrong with adopting <laughs> a baby? I was like pro adopting babies, and I was right, okay, I, yeah. So, right. my ex husband had this idea that like you should just take the lives that are already in the world and bring them into your home and love them um instead of creating new life and um and now i've you know realized that that's like such a hugely personal choice that there really is no right answer and was kind of the same way about dogs i was like there are so many dogs already who need help i'm not sure that they all be great and, right and, and even
0: if even if you could make the argument that it's you know morally better to adopt a dog than get a dog from a breeder guess what uh, everybody every day does things that are not the morally objectively perfect thing. Uh, we both right. eat meat, we both uh drive cars from time to time, uh, take yeah. a take a big airplane to a vacation, yeah, you know, all kinds of stuff.
1: So yeah, so I actually talked to my friend who um lost her doggy last year, and her her previous dog was a rescue, and that doggy all of a sudden got like a very aggressive cancer, got really sick and died at a very young age, and it was really sad for her. And she didn't want really to go through that again. And it was like the kind of thing that could have been tested for, or that breeders know to like breed around. They can make sure that the doggies like don't have these these things. I mean, it's the same thing with my dog. Like I can look at the genetic tests of the mother and see that it's not a carrier of all these like hip dysplasia and whatever diseases that they can develop later on in life. Um Anyway, so she ended up going to a breeder that she found that had a very similar type of dog than the one that she had loved and lost. And just talking to her about it kind of changed my mind about the whole thing. I was like, wait, you can just do that? You can just, like, go to go a breeder and it's okay? And <laughs> she's like, yeah. Wait, I decided you're, we'll you're not that person. I understand. <laughs> yeah. But you've never murdered anyone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of reasons why you would do it that way. So, huh. Well, Linda, this is fucking exciting as shit.
1: I know. So I find out on there's a witch of the doggies that I get. And uh, and are you going to Connecticut picture. to meet the dog next week? Yep. Damn, yeah. son. This is great. I'm going to drive an hour and a half to meet the doggie. And also FaceTime my sister so she can meet the doggie that she's going to get. Um. And then next week, after I come back from Atlanta, my sister's going to fly back up to New York with me, and we're going to drive to Connecticut together to pick them up. Oh, my God, these pictures.
0: Home. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> so you don't know which of these four will be your little dude yet? Nope. Oh, man. And there's actually eight of
1: them, but they all essentially look like exactly like this.
0: Man, I don't want to play favorites, but uh, Amos is fucking me up right now.
1: Yeah, it's so funny how everybody has a totally different favorite. I mean, I would take any of these little guys. And for the people right. who are listening, I mean, they're all S tier
0: cute dogs. These are all like top shelf, you know, yeah. best of the best cute dogs. But uh, I don't know, Amos is just he's got a little, got a little flicker in his eye, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think his little blue eyes. Oh, I so camp. So they all are very like fluffy and cuddly. They look like tiny teddy bears. Uh, Quimby, I just like the name Quimby. I think that. That that name could stick. Yeah. well yeah, regardless. keep it just like Mayor
0: Quimby from uh from The Simpsons. From the Simpsons, exactly.
1: Yeah. We're on the same page. Oh, we're so on the
0: same page. <laughs> this so, is very exciting, Linda. Yeah, I'm very happy. Like,
1: and it's be some great
0: some great show content. You get to you know capture a puppy puppy motherhood in, uh, in real time.
1: I know. And I'm actually, one of the best things about it is that the fact that my sister's doing it with me, which was this surprise that I never would have expected ever. Because my sister had a Pekingese up until a couple of years ago and he died. And she's always been like, kind of, whatever about animals. She's like, meh, they're okay, you know? Um, and I didn't think she's that- a monster.
0: If you're listening, Linda's sister, you're a monster.
1: <laughs> She's not a monster, but I was just, I had no idea that she even wanted another dog again. Yeah. And so the fact that she had already been looking, um, did she just, find this uh-huh. breeder? I found the breeder. So she had actually been, um, on a wait list for these husky puppies that were at the Humane Society in Atlanta. So she was like about to adopt one. And then they were all uh, taken up. They were all called for. So she was like, well, I guess Carson doesn't get a cute Christmas present puppy. Um, and then I called her and she was like, wait, are you kidding me? I didn't know you were looking for a dog. And then we're doing it. So we both are like, yeah, we know that it's going to suck for a couple months. And there's going to be a lot of like annoying training stuff to do. And It's, it's all part of the fun. It's part of the fun. But, but Yeah, it's just all part of it. Oh. And we get to go together, and be like, "What's That's your so little nice. shit doing today?" Yeah, yeah. and then they get
0: to see each other on holidays and stuff. Ooh, it's So cute! Exactly.
1: It's so exactly. cute! Ah! I'm dying.
0: Delighted. So good.
1: I'm dying too. One
0: of my one of my Brother. biggest uh my biggest like things I feel like I missed out on having adopted Sadie when she was like two is both <laughs> never getting to see her as a puppy and also never knowing what her siblings or like you know parents were like. You know, she's just a big mystery, a big stinky brown mystery. Uh, I think all the time about how much I wish I could see what she looks like as a puppy.
1: I know. And I had one dog from puppydom before, and that dog was, like, such a shitty little asshole. But having raised her from her puppy, I don't know. There was just nothing that she could do that I would ever be mad at her for. Like, I mean, you get mad, but, you know, like... Dumbass, I love you so much. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like,
0: oh. Yeah. And every now and then yeah, I, would, um,
1: like, I would, like, look back at our puppy photos every now and then when I was, like, mad at her and be like, oh, okay. I
0: still love you. Mm. Do we, yeah. uh, I forgot to, I kind of meant to, we should talk about this. Do we want to open up this show to uh, to listener questions for advice? Is that the thing we want to oh, do? Oh, shit. We so should. We, talk about we that should. Briefly? This episode's going to come out. Let me, check, uh, Let me check my calendar here. We have a couple in the bin. So uh, let's see. This one's going to come out on December 17th. This one will come out December... This is a Christmas Eve episode. So happy Christmas Eve, Linda. This one will come out on Christmas Christmas. Eve. Um, So we're a little bit ahead of ourselves. But we should also ask people on Twitter and elsewhere. But you had an idea for possibly uh, opening up the show a little bit to be advice. And I wonder if you wanted to talk about why. And try and implore people to seek your, your sage wisdom.
1: Yeah, basically, I want to hear what's going on in other people's lives, and yeah, I'm <laughs> and I'm totally feeling this from the "How Did This Get Made" mini episodes, where uh, Paul Scheer answers a question from somebody, and it's always like,
0: it's Are all you over the insinuating place. that "How Did This Get Made" is the first episode to offer or the first podcast round to offer advice?
1: <laughs> Definitely not, but I just like the uh, the variance of questions that come in so it, it can be anything it can be like hey what do i do about like my dishwasher that's not working or it can Rip be it like out.
0: throw in the garbage never put a dishwasher back in in your life wash all your hands by yourself with your own hands wash all your hands wash your dishes i can't even talk
1: wasn't that fun
0: mm, my first piece of advice throw your dishwasher in the garbage <laughs> Wash dishes with your hand consider your impact on the environment and your wastefulness and, uh, okay. I, you know, what if What if a what if a, in that.
1: what if a question comes in and it's like, uh, I caught my sister cheating on her husband.
0: Mm. What do you say to that? Oh, I need more context, but uh, I really, okay. okay. I, my general rule in those situations is you definitely always approach the person you caught doing the thing because, uh, first of all, you don't know, like, if they have an open relationship or if they've got some other kind right. of situation. So I think you always approach somebody and be like, hey. I saw you uh, smooching on that guy outside that bar. What's the deal That's with that? That's a good rule. And then uh, yeah, see what they say and uh, go from there.
1: Yeah. Uh, I definitely. Then, you, you can't just stay quiet. You if you, you
0: if you witness something you like that, say something. And you are you know close to the people involved. I don't think you can stay quiet.
1: Yeah. So I think that it would be fun. It would give us something outside of ourselves to talk about and converse together about. Mm. And I just want people to ask us anything. Yeah, but like literally, to me, So we're gonna
0: get some other subjects up in here. So uh, she doesn't have to yeah, get exactly. that every week.
1: Stir it up a little bit, y'all.
0: Yeah, Linda's, Linda's <laughs> is heavily sought after, folks. So don't take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to, you want to send us a question. Do we have an email address for the show? No. Nope. Uh, I'll make sure we do by the time this episode comes out. So email uh, mail at earthtolinda.co and uh, send us a question, or get us on Twitter if you prefer that. That also works.
1: Yeah, Twitter also works. And we'll check before the show and then we'll answer anything. Oh, I'm sorry,
0: wait. We actually we actually got the dot com. It's com, Email mail earth to linda dot com. The full dot com if you uh if you have a question for us. Mail at
1: dot com.
0: I think uh, I think you'll be a very good advice giver, Linda, and I, I I would strive to be as well. I would I would strive to keep up with you.
1: It's just so fun to talk about other people's problems sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. Way better like, than Like advice about is so well, then, much
1: easier to give when than it is to take, I
0: think. Mm-hmm. For sure. That will be
1: fun. Hey, so you're going to go like buy a bike or something? No,
0: sell shit. I'm selling all kinds of stuff. On, uh, I'm selling a bunch of stuff this week. So I'm selling a bike on Craigslist. We'll talk about my, my selling a bunch of things next week. Uh, I got a lot of follow-up there. Too. So I do it to meet a guy from Craigslist. Actually, no, from Facebook Marketplace. Uh-oh. Because that's a new Craigslist. Either way... Uh, Linda, you have a great evening. We have no sponsor this week. If you wanna, if you want to sponsor Earth to Linda, and you're a person and not a corporation, you can send me four bucks, and uh, we'll do an episode in your honor. But uh, no episode right. sponsor this week. And send us your questions and your things you need advice on. We're very good at this, I think.
1: Yeah, I think I'm we are. calling
0: it. We'll be good at it. We're wise beyond our years.
1: We are so wise.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Okay, bye, Andy. All
0: right, bye, Linda. I can't wait for you to get a dog. It's gonna be great. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: Woo